This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We start here then with uh, uh, Gauteng. Uh, a report has found that uh, Gauteng remains uh, uh, the province with the most corruption complaints. Um, according to the 2022 Corruption Watch Annual Report released yesterday, uh, the cities of Johannesburg, Tuane, and Ekuruleni remain the focal point of corruption in the country, collectively accounting for 58% of incidents uh, reported in relation to um, local government. All right, let's uh, uh, find out more then about what the report says. Joined on the line, um, fucking. Just check. Yeah, we have uh, Melusi Ngala, who is uh, from uh, Coro, Senior Researcher at Corruption Watch. Good morning to you, and thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, good morning, Titi, and to your listeners. Thank you for having us. Yeah, well, let's pick up first on the the, the, the fact that Gauteng um, remains uh, seemingly is the epicenter um, of corruption. Uh, is that uh, really to be expected, given, I mean, is it more a function of the population of uh, Gauteng and also the fact that this uh, province happens to be the economic hub of the country. Yeah, it's the epicenter, um, not necessarily of corruption, but of most corruption reports mm. received by Corruption Watch. Um, and it has been like that for many a year. Um, and I think you've cited some of the reasons relating to population density. But also, um, when you look at the economic activity um, in Gauteng province, you know, um, it's allows for corrupt activity to actually manifest because people are looking for opportunities here. But also, you know, um, given the political stability that we have in terms of coalition governance, Mm. um, one can only understand from that perspective how come then we would be receiving so many reports of corruption, Mm. highlighting it in this particular province. All right, let's uh, talk about what exactly we were, what are the type of uh, reports that we're talking about uh, uh, that we are that you, that we, we, you are referring to here in terms of those reports that you would have received. Uh, these are issues of um, maladministration, um, issues relating to bribery and extortion, um, procurement uh, irregularities, misappropriation of resources. Um, so it, it's quite a mixed bag of corruption issues, and they mostly speak to how um, various entities um, in government, outside government, are mismanaging funds, um, are involved in wasteful expenditure, fruitless expenditure. And it's across sectors, right? So when you look at policing, policing is leading yet again in terms of the most um, cases of corruption that we have received, about 10 to 11 percent of the data um, shows this fact. It's followed by schools and also some businesses as well. Mm. You say that uh, it does not necessarily mean that Gauteng is the most corrupt uh, um, province. So, but then, what does it actually mean? And why is it that you are receiving? Uh, and by the way, when we talk about uh, the, the the reports of corruption, we are talking about reports of corruption to Corruption Watch. Is that uh, correct? And then why is it that if Houghton doesn't necessarily have the most, this is where the problems from whence you are getting the most reports? I think we need to appreciate the fact that it's not 
easy to quantify mm. um, corruption to say mm. that, you know, that X amount. So we use uh, perception data and we also use data such as ours, which is quite unique in the South African context where we encourage members of the public to come forward to us and report incidents of corruption. So by virtue of that, it, it, is, it is hard then to really say that this is the most corrupt area. So we need to view it as a red flag, though, to say that there are reasons to be very concerned about this particular region because this data tells us the experiences of ordinary people. Mm. It tells us what Abomkulu, Abokoko, um, even children in some instances are experiencing in various communities throughout mm. the province. You know, I still find it intriguing when we talk about the types of, you know, you, were, you you outlined some of the kind of cases that are reported to you. I find it extraordinary that uh, schools um, or the education sector still uh, accounts for such a huge chunk of, um, um, such a huge chunk of some of the reports of corruption. What is going on in the education sector that seems to lend itself to that? Um, I would encourage um, the listeners to have a look at a report that we published last year, which titled Sand um, the Alarm. And it ha- essentially highlights what's been happening ever since we've been receiving reports of corruption in the education sector. These are serious issues where, you know, we have um, administrators, teachers, and other officials colluding in various ways to make, to shortchange South African children to make sure that they don't receive um, food parcels that are owed to them in feeding scheme programs. Um, in some instances, children don't receive stationery and various other forms of equipment so that that would allow them to um, have a full educational experience. So it's largely owed to the fact that, you know, um, there's not real change happening in the particular sector. Yes, there have been various interventions. Mm. Um, and we've tried to occur, speak to officials as well. But, you know, it's not really fast-tracked and it's not happening at a pace that would actually make sure that there's imminent change. Mm. Now, uh, how I think something very important, I think maybe we should wrap up on this one because I'm curious to know how many, uh, whether you're able to quantify the number of reports that you're getting. Are there more people who are reporting cases of corruption or incidents of corruption given how little protection there is for whistleblowers. And then just talk a bit about the work that you are doing around, um, you know, protecting uh, whistleblowers. Um, it's like, yeah, so, you know, it is, it is our belief that um, people are finding it more and more difficult to report incidents of corruption. And that's mostly due to the threats and the violence that whistleblowers, as well as human rights defenders, have been experiencing, especially mm. in the last five years. Um, so for us as Corruption Watch, we do take um, these reports quite seriously. We have a secure platform where we capture this data. And then, of course, we mostly use it for policy change. And but we also have conducted additional research because we're trying to give um, impetus to the um, to the advocacy program of making sure that the Protective Disclosures Act it is amended accordingly. And um, to this end, we've conducted research that has looked at the whistleblower environment, particularly the whistleblower mechanisms that are available in South Africa and benchmarking that with um, other parts of the world. So, you know, these are the, these are continuous things that are happening at the back end 
that are going on so that we can at least um, launch a actual campaign that will lead to the change of um, PDA and, and related laws. Mm. Thank you so much to Melu Singhala, who's the senior research researcher at Corruption Watch. I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. That's, uh, yeah, the report that they released uh, uh, yesterday, the 2022 Corruption Watch, which shows uh, uh, Corruption Watch uh, annual report, which shows that Houting continues to have the highest number of corruption complaints. Not necessarily that it's been found that the most corruption happens in Houting. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.